following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. It's the Toonami Faithful Podcast, where we pose the question, what's going to do you in first, the steam or the smog in this episode? I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. And we have a returning guest. Hi, it's Celia Rose. I used to be the social media director for Toonami Faithful. Welcome back, Celia. How have you been? Uh, busy, but it's good to be back. It's nice being on the podcast again. It's nice having you here. I had, let's say, a little bit of difficulty finding people who wanted to talk about the first episode of Fooly Cooly Grunge. There were people that were interested in talking about the show, but they didn't want to talk about the first episode. They wanted to see where it went. Y'all are the guinea pigs. Uh, I mean, I don't blame anyone because, yeah. If this was all there was, oh boy. Yeah, it's not the best first impression, I'd say. <laughs> Unfortunately. But it is here. The, uh, what is it? What is the, the third attempt to re-bottle the lightning <laughs> in a... Another iteration of Fooly Cooly. This one with an immediately jarring visual aesthetic that had people worried from the get-go. But I am here to say, it's fine. It doesn't look bad. No, the visuals are fine. It has it's a different. certain charm to it. It's different, but that's not necessarily bad. Yeah, I agree. Like, I was seriously concerned as soon as I heard CGI... Like, oh, oh boy, <laughs> here we go again with this not great CGI anime that Toonami's making. But it's all right. I think it works for what it's going for. But what it's going for, now that's the question. What is it going for? I don't think it knows. I don't think it knows either. <laughs> uh, a... Yeah, it seems... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> mm. Like I said before, we started recording. I just rewatched the original Fully Cooly. So, like, after seeing the original one and going to this one, I'm, mm, I'm not certain what it's trying to accomplish in its own setup. I will say, even though there are definitely callbacks and some scenes that are very reminiscent of things that happened in... Fooly Cooly, and even references to things that happened in uh, alternative, at least, and possibly progressive. I think it's trying to do its own thing, at least to an extent. I'm just not sure what that thing is. It is, but it also isn't, because it is trying to do its own thing, but it's also trying to do its own thing with existing Fooly Cooly iconography. I mean, we've got a random Conti in there. Of course, we've got Haruko in there. 
we've got eyebrow friend in there or at least some version of him yeah it's it's amaro with his eyebrows different actor uh, i think dave yeah. malo is no longer doing voice acting so we have aaron laplante taking over that role that's spear from from primal he's also done some other anime uh notably he took over for travis willingham in tiger and bunny which was an okay choice for rock bison i don't really like his amaro i'm not exactly if that's i actually was assuming that that wasn't him that was just a similar but if it's actually him yeah that's uh mm. yeah uh, yeah it's it's definitely not dave malo and honestly Dave Malo's voice is so iconic for that role. It's it's a darn shame that it's not him. But you know you gotta you gotta do something else. Yeah. I just did, didn't quite nail it here. Like by comparison, I thought Ray Chase as his character in Alternative was really good. I would agree. This I don't know. It's only the first episode, but I have. <laughs> It is probably the weakest vocal performance in here, and that's a darn shame because there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of good ones. Uh, in in particular, he doesn't have a lot of scenes, but uh, Luis Bermudez as... Gosh, I hope I said that right. Uh, as the, the Rockian guy... Uh, uh, what is his name? Shonari. Shonari. And his older brother's Dinari. And it amuses me that Dinari is voiced by Mark Thompson because Casey Jones from the 2003 Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's certainly not his only role. Maybe not his most iconic, but for me, <laughs> that's what matters to me. So he pops up in a lot of NYAV post stuff, even though he's native to New York and I think most of these actors are native to L.A., but maybe it's more like an even split because there's a lot of people that don't recognize their names anyway. Uh, But, yeah, I I think what little scenes Luis had were really good. I I think he gave a a good performance there. Um, Yeah, I agree. It definitely felt like it had the vibe of like the mundane from the original Fully Cooley. Yes. When he was when he was acting as Shonari. Yeah, I think they did a good job with the quiet scenes and it it does inhabit that that vibe of Fully Cooley that is a very particular vibe that not a lot of shows can manage. I can think of a few that did it like uh, this past year call of the nights anime i think has some fully cooly vibes to it i could see that but yeah th- there's definitely some fully cooly vibe going on here uh some of the people that that commented about the episode the did the hashtag do not me talk back uh felt that it did have some of the vibe which i can agree with I think it really helps too that you had the music return because really the pillow soundtrack is, is so iconic. It's so much of the song that they picked when they opened the episode sounded Mm -hmm. just like the songs they were using in the original one. So it really set the tone very nicely and made it obvious that this is a fully cooly thing, even Mm -hmm. though it doesn't look the same anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the initial impression that you get of Shinpachi Shin is he seems a lot like Naota at first, but I would say they are fairly different characters in the respect that Naota was passive. He didn't want to deal with anything. Shin is probably the most assertive FLCO protagonist so far. His I know Kana, Kana was a busybody, but <laughs> none of the others wanted anything to do with Haruko when they first meet her. Like, none of them. It's like, there's this crazy lady doing weird stuff. I want nothing to do with that. Or Jin Yuen, in Hitomi's case. But this guy, he goes from literally just meeting Haruko to, all right, whatever she's doing, I'm on. Let's go. <laughs> I need something to change about my life. And if this lady's going to make it happen, then. <laughs> yeah. So in that regard, I think he is probably the most assertive of all Fooly Cooly protagonists. Yeah. But it also feels kind of abrupt. <laughs> uh, that would be my feeling about the entire episode. Yes. Uh, to Things pull from another person's happen. review, the IGN review, which was actually written by somebody who was a participant in the Toonami Show Rundown podcast, his feelings were it was speed running a Fooly Cooly season. Yes, that's that's exactly how I felt about it. This whole episode felt like, hey, here's an entire season of Fooly Cooly in one episode. Or at least half of one. Or half of one, yeah. Yeah. It does it does feel that way. And it's really weird because I this has never happened in a Fooly Cooly. An episode just ends mid-action. There's always a cooldown. It's always something crazy happens, then there's a cooldown, the episode ends. Not this time. So I don't know if that means that it's gonna be continuous like a movie or if that's kind of I, I, I don't know like they could literally open up the next episode and make no reference to the fact that they were in the middle of doing something <laughs> it depends on what kind of show they want to be <laughs> I'm not sure it knows right now it does Do you think that it could confused. have ended in the middle of action because it's trying to do like trying to have some of that same frantic energy that the first one had. Yes, I think it's trying to have some of that frantic energy, and you see it when they occasionally switch up the uh, animation to be two D stuff, or you know, more exaggerated, or 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 something. There's a lot of times where they're trying to recreate that energy and quite getting there <laughs> yeah well and to be honest it's gonna be hard to replicate because like this oh, yeah. time around watching it recently i was able to pick out hiroyuki imaishi's cuts immediately because he storyboarded for like half of it he was an animation director and when it's just going boom 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 and it's these like really high speed like dirty jokes i'm like that's imaishi 
Mm-hmm. Nobody can copy Imaishi, <laughs> not even his apprentice, uh, whose name escapes me at this moment. He directed uh, Gridman, and he can get oh. close, but mm-hmm. it's not the same. And I feel yeah. like it's a mistake for them to try to recreate or match that energy, and they really should try to just do it their own way. I mean, it's only the first episode. They could surprise us and take it in their own direction, but right now it feels like they're just trying to copy it, and it's not really working. Yeah, well, one thing that seems kind of curious is uh, from the episode preview, uh, it's briefly mentioned that Haruko is the mistress of a Yakuza boss, and apparently in the next episode, said Yakuza boss is dead or no longer able to give orders. So she takes over, and the Yakuza are like, no, we're not going to listen to you just because you were the old man's girl. But I don't know what that's all about, but it should have something to do with Shonari because he's part of that Yakuza family. And so is Dainari. So what are the basic plot beats of this? Okay, so we got Shinpachi. He is fed up with this awful town. Something smells and it's not like Team Spirit. It's literally a garbage dump of a town where there's flies everywhere. Garbage is piled high. And the water looks like piss. <laughs> it's gross. And the fish are all very poisonous. But they're sushi chefs, so, you know, they could deal with poisonous fish and actually serve it. But the rock guy's like, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> I couldn't eat that, but I wouldn't. Even if I could. <laughs> Apparently Rockians, which, by the way, there is no explanation whatsoever why they're here. Yeah, we're on some alien planet, apparently? Are we? Rocket ships are a thing because all the wealthy people are escaping. All the the wealthy and important people are. There's a comment about this planet smells like a dump. Uh, At least the town. Yeah. Okura. And, uh, yeah, because Eyebrows guy Amaro is is here. The the Bureau of uh, Immigration had him come in, and the mayor's not too happy about that. The mayor wants to run things his way, and the mayor's a little shit. (laughs) The mayor's like a comically evil version of the mayor from the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. I also, thought he felt familiar. <laughs> That's a really good description. There's also people that are comparing him to the boss baby. <laughs> oh my god, I could see it. <laughs> Maybe a little oh bit of no. inspiration in there. Especially, gosh, especially with that cutesy face that he made. Oh my god. No, no, please no. Uh, so... <laughs> Haruko has got this guy wrapped around his finger, as she does. And she's also trying to get a rise out of Shin, because he's her latest target. Which, you know, she kisses him. They spin around. You know, the whole spin around kiss thing, because we got to do the whole spin around kiss thing. That is the most blatant ripoff in this entire first episode. But I get it. You know, it's fine. But what I don't like is that she's there is no nuance to this. She's like, how's your head? Anything weird going on? Like there is. (laughs) Surely we all remember 
that Haruko doesn't like jump right to that with Nawata. Mm -hmm. It takes her a little while before she comes back into the scene. She's like, what's under the bandage kid? <laughs> yeah. No, we're uh, we're. This is why it feels like a speed run. Well, and it's also weird. I mean, granted, I haven't seen Progressive in an alternative, but it's the point of impact, not a kiss, that activates it. You're when right. To get slammed in the head with her guitar, which is noticeably not present in this episode, also. And yeah, it was she never very busts out a guitar. Odd. She busts out a katana at some point, but not a guitar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've the, seen the Progressive Alternative, impact. and I, I don't get this either. Um, I had yeah, because issues... in Progressive, Hidomi gets hit by a car. Uh, I forget what happens to Kana. I do too, but like, I yeah, it's not, it's not a progressive. Kiss. And, you know, Alternative's ending's messy, but you know what? Those weren't doing whatever this is. I, I don't understand what's going on here. And I'm really hoping, really, really hoping that they slow down the next couple of episodes and give us some context because it really needs it. Yeah, it's entirely possible that they wanted to cram all this stuff into the first episode and then they'll kind of figure it out after that. That's kind of how I felt about the first episode of Progressive. Yeah. I guess it kind of did. Not not to but, this extreme, but no, not to this extreme. This is where the, at the end of this episode, the the hands coming down on the iron, everything's going crazy. The steam's going out. Well, and if this it, is supposed to stand on its own, this doesn't make any sense if you don't know anything about Holy Coley. Not at all. Hmm. That is also true. Well, and so I I pulled up the Anime News Network page for Fooly Cooly, and they have Grunge categorized as a prequel. So, which makes the events even more confusing. I don't think it's a prequel because she called Shin Takun. Right? She yeah. called him Takun, and then the and then when he's narrating, he's like, "The town's been destroyed so many times." And so when I see that it's listed as a prequel on you know, on a and I'm like, wait, then... Is it? Is it? Like, if it really is truly a prequel, like, this could be a mistake, too. It could have been miscategorized or they were given incorrect information. No, I actually think prequel, some of the press materials suggested that? it was a prequel. But I don't... I think oh. they got that wrong. I think they got that wrong, but... Mm. That makes more sense. But even then, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Did he... Uh, did did Haruko call anybody Takun before Naota? Because that's she only started doing that because of Mamimi, right? I think I so. so. I yeah, think you're right. she's. I think she was calling him that because she was calling him the wrong name first. Yeah. In the in the original one, she kept calling him Taro, and Mamimi's like, "That's not his name." And then she just started calling him Takun after that. Yeah. Hmm. Also, every time she says Shin Chan, you sh sh should I think of Mr. <laughs> Butt Dance? <laughs> oh, Shin Chan. There was right. at least one time when I thought she said Shun Chan. Shin Chan, why did Thanks, that Shun Chan. Yeah. Honestly, if they don't make some sort of Shin Chan reference, like visually at some point in the show, 
what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be so fully coolie because that's what the original one had so much of all those visual oh, yeah. homages and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what would have the, been perfect? They should. When she calls him Shin Chan for the first time. He should have took a moment to go, Shin Chan, and then his head changes. He gets up like a Shin Chan right? face going, huh, for just a second. <laughs> well, they didn't do that. Kind of a shame. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, one thing that that Shin does seem to have in common with Naota is a complicated relationship with their father. <laughs> so the father seems to be fairly stuck in his old ways. He's a, a sushi artisan and, you know, the world's coming to an end and he's like, Nope, got to keep the shop open. Got to do my job. <laughs> we have deliveries. <laughs> Right. It's actually yeah. kind of interesting that we know there's all this chaos going on in the background. I actually feel like that is very fully coolly, like in terms of the original, because there's all this crazy stuff going on in the back, but still the mundane daily things about life is still up at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And Shinpachi's dad is still like, yep, even if the world is crashing down around us, we still have to run our restaurant. So I just kind of did like that. I liked the, the contrasting or not contrast, but like the juxtaposition of those two tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but she's not going to have none of that. He's like, I'm going out there. And then he hits the freaking pen on the way out because of the protrusion. He said, the protrusion in his head that doesn't do anything in this first episode. Not a dang thing other than that gag. <laughs> and a few other times when it's like, well, this is obviously in... <laughs> A stand-in for an erection, so as as yeah, you know, I, as I hope they don't make us wait to find out what that's going to be. Because yeah. Naoto had something pulled out of his head almost every episode. There's no point in making mm -hmm. us wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Conti's already out in the wild. Right. The, the director. One of my favorite things in this first episode is is the director eating. <laughs> that was pretty Pretty good. Yeah, crunchy, I like that too. Crunchy, crunchy. Ah, that was good. Well, that's one way to get a computer virus. Yeah. I feel more so than most of the time, they really hammed up the uh, allure of Haruko in this episode. They're like, she is sexy and you will pay attention. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Naoto's dad was constantly trying to get at her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But his dad was also like a complete horn dog. So, oh, oh yeah. You know his his perspective and his opinion may not be the best one to take reference from, but I could sort of see it. Maybe she just said we all know she doesn't have a sexy personality and i think that's why it's just very weird yeah no she she does not have a sexy personality <laughs> she is a she's a little firecracker it's it's all right you know <laughs> that's somebody's type <laughs> did you catfish me <laughs> like well i mean not exactly <laughs> she just wasn't entirely honest about who she was <laughs> uh one visual gag that just 
I don't know what they were thinking with this. Like, why didn't the girls in the in the cabaret club talk with their mouths moving? <laughs> just just an odd choice. I don't know. A lot and... of weird odd choices, like the Yakuza with weird faces. Oh, well, you'll get it when you're an adult kid. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, those guys have a serious case of same face syndrome, like worse than girls in One Piece. Hi-o. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired there. Uh, we all make the joke. <laughs> Actually, there was a really, it was like future casting of One Piece, and so we had uh, for Vivi. They just had Emily Rudd with blue hair. <laughs> oh my god! It was like oh I get it, I get it. Because <laughs> all the girls look like Nami. It's like it's it's especially bad with Rebecca. I mean, come on, that's literally Nami. I digress. Yeah, they they all have. <laughs> and when you have a face messed up like that, you can't tell if your tender is legal or not. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this isn't real money. Hi, I told you not to put the counterfeits with the real stuff. Yeah, real uh, upstanding individuals here in the in the Yakuza. There's at least two Yakuza families. Uh, one seemed to be under the influence of the mayor, and the other is the one that Haruko has uh infiltrated and is the mistress of so when haruko's getting into trouble and shonari shows up he's like what's big sis doing here because you know big sis (laughs) part of the family yeah (laughs) yes and shibachi has one other friend uh the the girl Orinoko, her father is not well, but he is a uh, knife artisan. So Shin's real happy to receive a handcrafted knife from him, even though we're all looking at it like, are you really going to be able to cut fish with that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. The thought that is the thought that counts. she felt very she felt very out of place like Mm. when i first saw her she looked like an Ilya kuvshinov character (laughs) and it just she stuck out like a sore thumb and not just because she's like got purple hair but because she looks like she was designed by someone else entirely Mm. so she doesn't quite like fit the aesthetic of everyone else maybe a bit too modern because, like, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto did the original designs, and they're going based off of his designs in the first place. But she didn't... She felt too modern, I think. A little too contemporary, and she sticks out against everyone else. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There were some other designs that that didn't seem like very much like Sadamoto's stuff. Like, uh, all the guys in suits their big chins and right well and the mayor too like the mayor also felt like he was from something completely unrelated Uh, i suppose in that respect it's you know mixing mediums but not not quite in an aesthetically pleasing way yeah it's not terribly cohesive i mean maybe that's something that they're trying to experiment with since there are limitations with their with the 3D CG in terms mm-hmm. of like how wacky you can get with your animation, with like 
you know, compared to um, the previous Fooly Cooly installments. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have to do that to make it kind of get have that same vibe. Maybe. I don't know. There are some times when the motion is really fluid and other times when it's really choppy. And mm -hmm. in particular in the action sequences, like guys are firing guns and it <laughs> honestly, at first it feels like it's a censorship thing, but then blood starts splattering everywhere. This is like the most violent Fooly Cooly yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever dies in Fooly Cooly until this mayor got what was coming to him. Apparently. Cut in half. Woof. But yeah, it it you, it's like it revels in the violence, but it doesn't quite commit to it because it's yeah, that's that's where the the animation is kind of losing me. But there were a few moments when Haruko was uh, moving around really swiftly. I was like, oh, that, that works, you know, <laughs> good angles. But other times, yeah, just really, really choppy and. That could be a stylistic choice, but I don't know if it's a good one. <laughs> but on occasion, I did like some of the, the the visual flourishes, like when Shin first sees Haruko and you, you, you're just looking up from her legs and you pan over to him. And for a moment, he changes art style abruptly. He's like, oh, I got to go. I kind of like that. But other times... <laughs> I don't think it's quite landing what it, whatever it's trying to do. There's even times when yeah. Haruko herself is like just a static drawing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a choice. Yeah, it's something, I guess. I did appreciate the sub versus dub <laughs> argument. I did like that. <laughs> I will admit that made me laugh. That was good. That was the kind of meta humor that I would expect from Fooly Cooly. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I know it's named after the grunge music genre, but I did kind of hope that aesthetically it would kind of fit that a little bit more. It's not quite accomplishing that other than being really grimy. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's grimy, but it's also neon. <laughs> It's a strange choice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mm. I haven't what, watched the other two, so they could be more of polished, music, I guess. What genre of music would you say it's anything like? Well, maybe. <laughs> um, techno, because it's going stupidly quick. Uh, yeah, so maybe techno house, maybe. The first thing I thought of was like a TikTok DJ. <laughs> <laughs> How about because like, uh, they're, they're trying to like, yeah, like, right. Well, because it feels like they're trying to combine so many different things and they're doing it in a really clumsy way that just doesn't work for yeah. most of this episode. And it reminds me of someone who's new to mixing and thinks because they put a mashup together that went viral one time that it's going to work. <laughs> But that's, you know, that very specific genre right there is what I would call it right now. It doesn't feel very grunge. LCL TikTok DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, 
It's a mouthful. <laughs> right? We're going to FLC all TikTok. Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, all that is to say, uh, it, it seems like the people working on it are very happy to be working on it. So I'm happy for them. It's like yeah. a dream come true for a lot of them to be involved with Fooly Cooly and uh, Casey Mangelo in particular is like super, super happy to be playing the protagonist. That's more than a little like Naota, <laughs> at least visually. But again, I don't think Shin is very much like Naota personality wise. No, definitely and, not. And that's a good thing because the vocal performance a lot of times does channel that kind of Barbara Goodson Naota energy. And I think that's great. It's a nice callback in its own regard. But it's good that Shin isn't trying to be Naota because then it would really be copying because we're right back to Haruko trying to get something out of a preteen boy who, you know, <laughs> doesn't like life very much. <laughs> just, yeah. just a retread. So this is at least not doing that. That's true. I am kind of curious because they did a studio change for this installment in particular, and I assume probably the same for Shoegaze. Shoegaze so is this... the same director as Alternative. Oh, well, now I have hope for okay. that. Which well, I I'm curious. Seen, like, but... Nah, I haven't. But I'm really interested. This is one of the times where it would be really cool to be behind the scenes on stuff and find out why they didn't work with, like trigger or with cloverworks a lot of the people who worked on that show are mm -hmm. contracted exclusively to those studios like i don't know if it's because they can't work on it because of the whole licensing thing with gynax if they're not available like i would be really interested to find out why they may not have been an option and it's not to say that like the people at mont blanc aren't working hard on it because i can definitely tell that there's a lot of effort put into it and 3d cg is definitely a labor of love like it's not easy at all to render and animate all that but i'm just really curious it would be kind of neat if there was a way that the people who worked on the first one could kind of come back around 20 years later and be able to work on another project for it yeah uh there were various staff uh well, at, at the very least, when they were doing alternative and progressive, they talked to Suramaki and asked if he would be interested in coming back to direct one or both. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. And I recommend that you get new people. So they got new people. Ooh, and it seems they are <laughs> following, <laughs> following that trend. Uh, I think they made a Pretty good call with the director of Alternative. Uh, they also did the anime Punchline, which is fairly fully coolie-ish from what I hear. So that was probably a good choice. But Mont Blanc, 
they've mostly done commercial work. There was one movie that this director did. I, yeah, I don't know. I both think it's a good thing to let new people try their hand at these things. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, how great would it have been if you actually had people from Trigger or Cloverworks? Or if you're going to do CGI, it seems like the obvious choice would be to tap orange. But Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Maybe, maybe Although they, orange, is, maybe orange is so busy producing their like extremely long, like their production period is so long. <laughs> If they yeah. tr- contracted with Orange, we probably wouldn't get this show for like four or five years. So, <laughs> fair, fair enough. I do wonder if they tried to get Trigger at any point. That does seem like a sensible choice. <laughs> but right, uh, visual aesthetics wise, uh, alternative kind of looks just like your run of the mill anime uh, progressive had its moments where they were really doing some neat stuff visually but for the most part i'd say it was not as good looking as alternative though it was kind of a kind of punk rock in its own way <laughs> so i don't know this Obviously, being CGI and being a totally different aesthetic, uh, I, I think the vibe is fine. Overall, the production on the other two were, I would say, decent, but for the most part, not fantastic. I, they they looked fine enough, and the uh, uh, obviously the soundtrack went a long way, but. Yeah, but this one, I don't know. I'd just say it's it's okay <laughs> from a visual standpoint. It maybe I I don't know. It it could. I'm trying to decide whether or not it's overly ambitious or not. <laughs> it yeah. It feels like they rushed us. Hmm. Uh, but again maybe they're just speed running all the fooly cooly isms in the first episode and we'll see where it goes from here but uh, I mean I hope so I hope that's what's going on here I will say it is better than I feared it would be but it's not that great so far which is Unfortunate. I'd really, really like Toonami to make a co-production that's just, it's good. No caveats. Yeah. It just, just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> One could wonder if it ever would. If I were to say, I, I, I don't, I honestly don't know where I would want this story to go other than I, I hope this isn't the most we're going to get for Shin, this is the episode named Shimpachi, and there's an episode named Shonari, an episode named Orinoko, so you figure that they would be the focus of the episodes, and yes, Shin was the focus of this episode, but it 
there's not enough meat on the bone here. No, <laughs> can, there's can really not. Definitely explore more. I need, I get the kind of uh, I kind of get Shin's personality, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what his motivation is beyond this place sucks and I want some change. Yeah. And even then, like, I feel like with Naota, it was nice to see his character arc progress from being totally closed off and really being a sad and angry kid Mm -hmm. to opening up to everybody more and being really receptive to actually connecting with other people, even if Haruko had to basically beat him up every episode to kind of push him there. Mm-hmm. Simpati already seems like he's a pretty well-adjusted kid. He's just bored. Yeah. And is that boredom going to be enough for him to think that this is cool and for us to get some good character development out of him? Because him just wanting something interesting, I think, is not going to go as far. Yeah, it... And I'm really scratching my head as to where his character will go, though, that you mentioned that. And maybe Shin learns contentment. Oh, though, maybe. Maybe. Though, though, frankly, that town is really gross, and I don't think I would be content living there either. <laughs> no, I don't think I would either. Like, the teachers have totally given up on teaching the middle schoolers. <laughs> like... All right, well, go get jobs, because we're done. <laughs> ah. There's you never know. The next go. episodes could surprise us. Like, maybe this is just a really weak start. Yeah. And that the is story is actually going to go in a surprising direction. I certainly hope so. But from the perspective of first episodes, while I don't think progressive was a fantastic first episode it got me more interested in what was to come and i think alternative had a pretty decent first episode so this is really not doing it for me (laughs) but there's potential there's always potential (laughs) we can hope any Closing thoughts. Uh, mm, I kind of wonder when this show is also. Actually, I'm curious because I haven't seen the other sequels. Were they just as dirty as the first one, or did they kind of like rein that in? They reined it in. They definitely a lot. They they definitely reined it in a lot. For one thing, the the protagonists were girls, so they couldn't do the same dick jokes. <laughs> For the most part, really? <laughs> though, I, I will note that it is taking me this long since 2018 to realize, oh, the reason why Hidomi's protrusion is a bright red color is because it's supposed to be a clitoris, isn't it? <laughs> that would make sense. I it haven't would. seen it, but that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. I think back then I thought maybe it was some kind of period joke, but <laughs> no, that all right, that that iconography makes sense. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
Well, Kana didn't do that. Kana's, Kana's was like a flower most of the time, which, of course, you know, a flower, of course. <laughs> right. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then I don't think I'll expect any of the same type of humor from the first one. If it sounds like they've already start like reeled it in and really tried to clean it up a bit. So they did, so but I feel like this one is considerably hornier than those two. Yeah. But again, it could be misleading. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. the the other two were pretty tame. I it was at least implied that the the boy character in Progressive that was kind of the co-lead was, you know, a horny teenager. <laughs> but it was really more like just a a side gag. So <laughs> there were times uh, when Haruko's like, Ida, I don't need to see whatever you got. It's fine. <laughs> she was totally dissatisfied. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds like Haruko, though. I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they give her her guitar then at some point. Eventually, she definitely has it. Is very weird. Because, it didn't feel like her. Yeah, fighting with a sword is cool and all, but yeah. Also, Shin threw fishes instead of doing anything. But Shonari shows up. He got that sword. Slash, slash, slash. Why? Why does? Why is the ever-loving blue-eyed thing here? And why does? Why does he have a sword? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't understand. Why is his brother a slightly redder version of the thing that's wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Also, they only consume liquids. Yeah, I, which I means really when like they become adults, they pretty much subsist on booze. Darrell would understand. He would. He would. <laughs> he would. Like, his mind's so messed up from all the drinking. It's like, well, maybe drink less. It's how he gets his nutrients. I'm going to do the same thing when I'm older. Why? You know it's not smart. Yeah. I don't know. Something to do. (laughs) Low-key dropping bodies off in that nasty water. (laughs) Is there Yakuza? (laughs) Gotta get rid of a body. They're the Aaron boys. <laughs> I I was pretty amused when his brother fell into the water. He's like, hang on a sec. Let me get my truck. <laughs> I thought this might happen. <laughs> it's OK. He's fine. We're tough. Still drowned. Yeah. Though. <laughs> oh, man, that water was nasty looking. <laughs> it was. And Shin was just fishing in it. Ugh. Ugh. Rose. So fun fact, sometimes you could hear the fish talk and the fish was Maki. That's a Oh really? Yeah, they finally got her to voice a character. <laughs> it's a and fish. it happens to be the chemically altered fish. Yeah, sure. Excellent. <laughs> All right, no notes. <laughs> you know. Just as just as a fun thing that that Mike Sinter Nicholas and Stephanie Shea had her too. Yeah. Certainly can't compare it to the sub or anything because it you know it's not actually maybe that's on HBO Max now probably not but maybe. Uh, but 
the the English script seems pretty good. <laughs> I don't know when the sub will be available because I watched it on Max yesterday and it's dub only there. Yeah, when they put Housing Complex C up, they originally put it up dubbed and added the sub later. So that'll probably be the case with this too. They might wait until it's all done and then put the sub up. Yeah, I do wonder how some of those jokes might differ, but they're probably pretty close, seeing as this was basically made with the American audience in mind. But it could surprise us. Good. I actually haven't seen more than the first episode of Alternative Subbed because Toonami originally played it sub for April Fool's. And I haven't seen any of Progressive Sub, but I've been meaning to do that just to just to compare. That was a uh, first episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't know what else to say other than what we've said. Hopefully there's more to say next time. But, you know, some of our listeners were more receptive of it than us. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody is. Let's see. I'm going to read some of these. Uh, at Hubert Hyena wrote, There were things I like and didn't like about the animation, but I like that they're being experimental. Did also feel it was closer in tone to the original without feeling like it was retreading much of it. Either way, I'm st sticking for the rest and shoegaze when it comes. I like this person's optimism. I do too. I do too. At Zero Convoy wrote, while the 3D feels really weird, holy crap, the writing seems to be going in a different direction than the previous shows. I honestly can't wait to see where this goes. All right, Zero Convoy, it's time to transform and roll out, because that's a good take. Mm-hmm. Ooh, based on this person's uh, username, I, I'd say they probably know what they're talking about. At Little Buster wrote in, I just watched it. While some of the 3D work is awkward at times, I never thought I'd say this, but this season feels so much more like the original. The remixes of the Pillow songs, the comedy, the characters, it all had me smiling, surpassed my expectation greatly. Wow. wow. That's really high praise. Indeed it is. Well, it's reaching certain people. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe I'm just being grumpy. Who knows? Yeah. I want to know what episode they actually watched and make sure I didn't watch the wrong one because I did not leave with those same happy, optimistic feelings. I after did I finished not it. either, but you know, <laughs> it takes all kinds. Yeah. I like this one too. At Die No Problem wrote in. I'm liking it so far. The 3D, I think, is fitting since the original FLCL used a bunch of experimental digital techniques. The bursts of off-model and mixed-media animation is a nice touch. The energy is very fun, too, and I'm liking the Pulp Fiction story. Also, I love sushi. But not that kind of sushi, though, right? With the <laughs> poison fish. Poison fish. <laughs> they... They're artisans. They make sure that it's edible. They, uh, they, they really played up the, the quality of the sushi there. And 
Mr. At Khaki Blue Sox, Joshua Cajun Samurai Knighton writes in. And so that's it for FLCL Grunge Episode 1. My thoughts? It's not bad. The animation was good. The VA work is excellent. And it kept me interested. It just felt a little jammed. Like they jammed a lot into the one episode. Maybe too much. Maybe it's just me, but I felt like they did so much in the first episode, introducing us to so many different characters and concepts. It was hard to keep track. I mean, good grief, guys. Spread it out a bit. I'll stick around, though. That's fair. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any commentary on future episodes of Fooly Cooly Grunge or anything else involving Toonami, you can hit us up with the hashtag Toonami Talkback or email us at Toonami Faithful. Toonami Faithful at gmail.com. I had a brain fart. <laughs> it's like I'm not talking about a Twitter. <laughs> Though we usually do post like a, a talk back uh, post that you can reply to on at Toonami News. So that too. Yes, those usually go up on Sundays after the broadcast. Listen to you talking like you're still running our social media. <laughs> That's Stephen and Brittany now. I see them every week. I'm like, oh, Stephen, Brittany, you guys are still (laughs) posting stuff. I actually saw that Stephen is uh, live streaming the schedule creation now, and I think that's really cool. That is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. Well, before we move on to our next topic, which will be a plenty long conversation about One Piece, we will bid goodbye to Celia. So thanks thanks for joining us, Celia. Yeah, of course. It was a lot of fun, even if we complained for a good portion of it. <laughs> hey, it was fun discussing with you guys. Sometimes a group complain is is all you need. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know we probably didn't give the most glowing review, and <laughs> Mont Blanc Pictures is following me on Twitter now. That's kind of awkward. <laughs> eh, they, they can read my review on TsunamiFaithful.com. It was I. I didn't give it a grade because I didn't want to. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but you know, I read your review and I think it was fair. I think yeah, like so. maybe a maybe a six out of ten. That's seven, fair. Se- seven. Like it's not generous. like I hated it. It's just yeah. disappointing. As the kids said, it's pretty mid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty mid. Yeah. Let's see, Ilya, tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Planets Twinkle. Or is it X now? Is that what we're calling it? It's still Twitter in our hearts. It's the bird. Exactly. The bird is the word. It will always be it the is. bird app. I'm never updating. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I haven't updated it in weeks. I haven't. Um, had but yes, you can so find long. me on Twitter. I know, right? I just use I'm, I don't want to let it go. I never will. You can't make me. <laughs> yes. Oh, but yes, that's where you can find me on Twitter. And I'm also on Facebook at Celia Rose Cosplay. All right. N- none of the new confangled social medias yet? You know, I've tried. Oh. And I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, even as bad as some of the other platforms are getting... Mm-hmm. They're still kind of the best out there, which yeah. really sucks. But yeah. what can you do? What can you do? 
I don't know. The the lack of DMs on Blue Sky really kills it for me. <laughs> like, ah, this can't be my Twitter replacement if I can't DM. <laughs> right? Gonna, well, and I tried... Have to uh, use Discord. <laughs> Discord is still, like, one of the best ones right now. It's oh, dude, it hasn't great. done anything yet that's made me angry. Give and it time. And I call that a win. It's, it'll happen eventually, <laughs> yes. But hey, I mean, they gave me an excuse to pay them money. I can use my sound alerts anywhere. <laughs> so I'm actually oh paying money now. Heck yeah. I can be obnoxious everywhere. Oh, come now. You don't need sound <laughs> alerts for that. No, but sound alerts is the best worst decision they made because I will abuse them, and I, and I have. Nice. That does it for Fooly Cooly when we return... Yumiko will join Laser and I for another rousing conversation about One Piece as we put our hands up for the last time for the Punk Hazard arc. Welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and I am joined by the One Piece crew. You know it, gang gang. Come aboard and bring along all your hopes and dreams. That's right. We are, we are on a cruise. Actually, we're on an island. The island of Punk Hazard. The very icy hot place that uh, is uh, mostly, well, most, most of this arc takes place inside of the laboratories. So get used to seeing gray walls with not much uh, interesting scenery. <laughs> that's that's kind of the whole deal. When we last left our heroes, uh, some of them were in a cage awaiting uh, execution. <laughs> Others were trying to run away from the giant slime creature that is now turning into a giant smoke <laughs> And uh, some were attending to some kids that are coming down from a real bad high. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. And it's around this moment that Trafalgar Law is like, uh, yeah, I just have regular handcuffs on. We can escape any time. <laughs> I was like, what? Like you do. <laughs> yeah. There's still no explanation for why Frankie can't just, like, Busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be part of everything. <laughs> he does. He Bless does. it. <laughs> Bless Frankie. <laughs> it's like, uh, can you uh, fire any weapons? Just my fart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's very useful. That is very useful. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just uh, gonna fart. Fart this up. Okay. <laughs> Now that Law's making his move, he's like, all right, uh, what should I do with Tsugi and Smoker? And for a moment, you're like, oh, no, what's he going to do? And he's like, there you go. You're back in your original bodies. And Tsugi's like, oh, what the? 
<laughs> Covering myself up now. <laughs> yes. Because she was like, she was out. It was a lot of boobage and she, <laughs> she was so embarrassed. <laughs> Smoker's just comfortable with his chest out, man. He's just, yes. It's just very comfortable. Very. <laughs> in his subordinate's body with the chest out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tashigi and Smoker are very concerned about their G5 men that are currently running away from the smog that will kill them. <laughs> not not so great. Uh, Zoro, Sanji in Nami's body, Brooke, and the newly reassembled Kinemon are also running from the thing. And... Uh, Chopper is kind of snooping around, trying to figure out how to deal with the drug. And what was Usopp up to right now? I don't remember, but he regroups with the rest of them. So, uh, long story short, not that long. They all get inside of the building before the smoke <laughs> does them in, which is certainly a good thing. But... You know, the the smoke can get into the building, so they definitely need to keep running. And running they do. Lots and lots of running. And running so much, and they get so tired, that eventually uh, Sanji... No, Nami, because right at that moment, lost swapped uh, Sanji and Nami. And Sanji's like, no, you don't have to swap us. That was so hilarious. Oh, that was hilarious. Because <laughs> like, and Law's no, no, just like, no, 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 fine. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And it was just so, so funny. Because he was, Sanji was in yeah. heaven in Nami's body. Yeah. And so, you know, he was so disappointed when he switched back. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart, right. <laughs> so so they're running and running and running and uh Zoro, Nami, Usopp, Brooke, Kinemon, and was there anybody else? I think Robin. They're all they're all on Brownbeard's back. And at first Brownbeard's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a ride, no problem. And then more of them get on his back. He's like, this is starting to get heavy. Get off. You can all run. And Zoro's <laughs> like, we're not going to run anymore for a very good reason. Oh, yeah, what's that? We're tired. <laughs> I mean, I like, guess that's a oh, good man, reason. It's getting kind of warm yeah. in this facility. I think I'll take my coat off. Oh, we could just hang it right here. My back is not a coat rack. Brown beard was so done with them at that point. <laughs> he was like, if y'all don't get your ass off of me and run. <laughs> Stupid straw hats. And they brought a dragon in the facility, too, which was, you know, he was kind of cute and doofy at first. But then the sedative wore off. And suddenly they have a fire breathing, steel eating, very strong dragon that Dr. Vegapunk produced. And now they got to run from that, too. <laughs> Good job, just guys. Running from, this just is run great. from everything. Yeah, just run from fine. everything. Everything is fine. And sometimes there is a an opponent in the way of the running, such as when uh, Vergo shows up 
Yeah, it's the G5 guys are like, Fergo's here. Yeah, this is great. And Toshigi immediately realizes, no, this is not great. This is very bad. And he goes, <laughs> corporal punishment on these guys. And at first they're like, oh, sir, I know, uh, you know, punishment is uh, fair and all, but that you could kill somebody with that. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he just was lighting their ass up. That's the idea. <laughs> so who should show up to save Tashigi in her moment of terror? The simp. Who yeah, else? I was just about to say, no other than Sanji. I can sense a woman's tears. Yes. Please, Sanji, please, please stop. <laughs> he will not. He will not. So he stop. fights Varago for a little bit and, like, Busts up his leg. Oh, that seemed painful. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, I'm fine. It's fine. Don't worry about Everything's it. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he also doesn't want the adoration of the men, at least not initially. But before long, he's like leading the charge with these guys. It's like, come on, you gotta show them how to be a man. Yeah, all he's <laughs> gotta doing save is those kids. Why we yes. gotta save the kids? Because then Nami and Tashigi will be happy with us. Yes. <laughs> well, he ain't wrong. Yeah, he's like, we got to save these children babies. We got to save the children babies. Come on. But who's doing the most work trying to save the children babies? A children baby herself. The best Mocha, Mocha baby. The Mocha. The best children baby. The MVP. Mocha Absolutely. is trying to keep the candy away from the other children and trying to explain to them in their, you know, <laughs> delirium that... She's trying to save them from the bad candy. The candy is not good, but these kids, they want that candy. They want it real bad, real violently bad. Yeah, they ain't hearing that shit. They want the candy. No. And you're being greedy. Let mm -hmm. me have some of that candy. Yeah. That's addiction, you know, literally. It is. Yeah. It is. It really is. Bless and they're general kids. I mean, of course they have no, <laughs> no self-control whatsoever. <laughs> And these are some big ass children babies. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you would not want to cross one. So them being pissed off and you know, yeah, oof, they're very it was a lot. And realizing that there's really nothing else that she can do, she makes the sacrifice play and eats the whole bag of candy. Ooh. At least most of it's still wrapped, but yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It Man, that gives me chills every time. It's just like, ah, Mocha. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. But these ungrateful brats are like, oh, you ate all the candy. You should have shared. Ah. It's like, dang it, kid. Yeah, they're just like, oh, Mocha, you greedy. You're not gonna share with us. <laughs> like she's except y'all. They start noticing that Mocha's not doing so hot after eating the candy, and uh, they they. They kind of come to terms with, oh, she wasn't lying. This is bad. Yeah, it's like, hey, she, her, she's bleeding from the mouth. Candy's not supposed to make you bleed from yeah. the mouth. No. So, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> if your jawbreaker's doing that. It's, it's literally breaking literally your jaw. Literally breaking you your know? jaw. <laughs> bad, bad, bad stuff. And just in case you thought Caesar was the worst he is so the worst because he even acknowledges that these kids in his experiment they're not gonna live he realizes 
already that they are going to die. He just cares about the data. Hey. Okay. Oh yeah, he's an awful ass person. <laughs> Absolutely. This Caesar like, is just horrible. Mm-hmm. I thought he was horrible before, but holy shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> he I'm is. so glad Luffy punched him really, really hard. Yes. I like that moment with uh, Luffy and Smoker teaming up briefly. That is that is a fun dynamic. It is a fun like, dynamic. It, it's good to yes. see it happen again. <laughs> they're they're charging, matter. charging. Luffy's running so fast, he's setting the floor on fire. <laughs> yeah. Know, literally burning rubber. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to the door. And Smoker's like, all right, we're going in. Hang on. I need a moment. I was running so fast, I set the floor on fire. Okay, we're going in. No, I told you. I need a moment. <laughs> okay, we're going in. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they look in. Virgo's not here. Luffy sees Caesar immediately. Bam. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's on site. Oh yeah, it was no hesitation. On site for Caesar. Yes. Had it coming. We like to see it. We do. We do. We do. We do like to see it. So there's a short scuffle where Caesar is using his powers to. Make it so Luffy has to fight long distance, but I mean, he he can stretch. <laughs> yeah, last I checked, you know. <laughs> this is this fight's gonna go fine, uh, except the harpy lady's here with her snow powers, and she gets the better of Luffy for a moment there and freezes him for a bit, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't pin him down for long. But uh, she does end up making him. Uh, fight desperately enough to break a hole in the ground, which was not the best plan. <laughs> it was not, but it's Luffy. Straight, so. straight down to the garbage. <laughs> but, as luck may have it, somebody else is in the garbage chute. Indeed. A dragon. Yes. A little pink dragon. A little pink dragon. Huh. And Luffy's like, alright, I gotta get out of here. We gotta, we gotta save the kids. And it's like, you're no pirate. You don't act like a pirate. You don't look like a pirate. Pirates are like big and strong, and you look nothing and act nothing like a pirate. It's like, you ain't but you, wrong. But you have heard of me. <laughs> oh yeah, Momonosuke. Somebody was looking for somebody named Momonosuke. I wonder who that would be. Yeah. Kid doesn't even realize he could turn back to his normal form. I mean, fair. Yeah. <laughs> if you suddenly turned into a dragon creature because you ate some weird fruit, I think you probably wouldn't immediately realize that you could go back to normal. Bless him. <laughs> so they climb their way out of the chute, though it does take a bit. <laughs> Feels like it takes longer than it should have. <laughs> Honestly, the manga stretches it, uh, the, the anime stretches it out a bit. I was reading this in the manga, and it's like literally, they're down there, they talk, they're up. <laughs> What's this guy with the dragon? <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Law is dealing with the, the sad in the, in the sad room. Yeah, trying bad. to de- destroy the sad supply. But 
He gets stopped by Oh Virgo. Everybody's favorite. It's Virgo. And by everybody's well, favorite, this... I mean nobody's favorite. <laughs> yeah. And I think um uh, for the first time in a while there's nothing on his face. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, no food, no utensils on his face this time. Yes. <laughs> They keep calling back to that thing where he thinks he has something or he's going to do something. And they're like, you don't have a sword. Oh, yeah, I don't have a sword. Bless his heart. He he don't be knowing. <laughs> he don't know. <laughs> You're going to take pictures with that camera that you don't own? Oh, yeah, I don't have a camera. Yeah, bless this, him. This guy, I don't know why, why Oda decided this guy needed to have two quirks, but... Okay. <laughs> kind of a shame that he uh, ends up in pieces and dies. <laughs> he dies. Literally. Yep. <laughs> Law slices him up and leaves him for dead. I mean, and nothing of value was lost. I uh, true, but Not at all. Uh, Virgo's at least a bit more interesting of an antagonist than Caesar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he is also total scum. Just absolute scum. And oh, man. Let's just say when I learn things later. When we get to dress Rosa, you will understand why this man is truly scum. And I'm very glad retroactively that this is what happens to him. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm very, very happy that he's in pieces. Yes. He's in one piece. Yeah, he's in many pieces. Yes, many pieces. <laughs> but that was a pretty cool fight between him and Law and Smoker. Got involved eventually when he realizes that Vergo wasn't over where Caesar was, and they they have a good scuffle. And Vergo's like, Smoker, why are you insisting on using your smoke powers? You know, you could just fight me normally, and it would be more effective. You're just making yourself a bigger target. It's like, oh. Because he was cleverly using his smoke to steal back Law's heart. Yes. Shout out to Smoker for that. Smoker stole Law's heart. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he did. That's true. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yep. So that all happened. And uh, let's see. So, right. Mocha's doing real bad, but Chopper's trying to attend to her as quickly as possible. Meanwhile, the harpy lady is now in the biscuit room being a deterrent. She's trying to keep anybody from going after the kids, but somebody's in her way this time. Some big himbo of a man that is not going to let her do anything. But he is also not going to be very proactive in fighting her for some reason. I don't I don't really understand why Zoro's doing this. Me either. But Tashigi shows up. I, I don't know. It's, it seems like a questionably written portion, but uh, I, I guess it's just there to let Tashigi kind of have a moment, though not really. I think the idea is he got told to do it, so he's doing it, but he doesn't really care, so he's only half-assed doing it. All right, yeah. that checks out. <laughs> like, Zoro doesn't know 
<laughs> doesn't know Monet's whole deal. He's just like, you're not worth my time. <laughs> I'm not going to scuff up my swords fighting you, Snow Woman. <laughs> totally yeah. unnecessary. But she reads it as, he's Sanji. He won't <laughs> attack a woman. <laughs> no. That is not it. That is not it. Not at all. No, sir. <laughs> no. And a critical <laughs> the sort of error justice was is made. unisex. <laughs> Indeed. But Toshigi fights Monet for a bit, and she's not quite powerful enough to deal with her. Her her hockey's not quite there yet. Because these, you know, these more advanced devil fruit users, you basically cannot beat them without hockey. Even I Luffy has to use it. hockey against Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> hockey. It's, it's almost if Oda one day went, I really should come up with some way to disable devil fruit powers other than just the sea prison stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's just come up with uh, something that normal people can learn, I guess. <laughs> yes. Hockey. <laughs> hockey. I feel like it was always coming because, you know, the scene early on with uh, Shanks. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 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 I would, I would agree. But it's, it's kind of like when you have all these other Marines that don't necessarily have Devil Fruit powers, you, you got to have some other way to keep them in check. Might as well be this. Yeah. <laughs> Which in this case often turns into armament. But yes. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess Virgo's armament wasn't as good as he thought it was. Was not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Just cut right through that guy. Yes. Oh, boy. Slice. Uh, uh, so Tashiki gets some swipes in, but she's not doing so well. So Zoro finally steps in, slices Monet in half, but doesn't use hockey. Which would be essential to actually maim her. But Monet is really confused at this point because she doesn't understand why he suddenly is willing to attack her. But <laughs> Zoro's just, you know, <laughs> he's just whatever. Yeah, he's like, all right, well, here you go. Let's wrap this up because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we got to go with everybody else. They're trying to save these children, babies. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Amone thinks she has an opportunity to strike back at Zoro and Toshigi does her in with some hockey. And she's like, why didn't you finish her off? It's like, I would have if you didn't. Sure, you could just say that after I did the job. But then she's too tired, so he carries her around. And as we all know, when somebody is getting carried around by Zoro... They're not going to go the right direction. <laughs> Never. Zoro Never. does not go the right direction. He doesn't know how. It's true. Never. It's you're true. You're never going to end up where you're intended to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of later events. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, with the help of the G5 boys and Sanji, we managed to sedate the rest of the kids and get Mocha into a stable state, though she's still not really well. I mean, she's consumed a whole lot of that bad, bad poison, so. 
bad candy. Yeah. Americans and don't take candy from after, strangers. Yeah. After escaping from that short scuffle with Luffy, Caesar goes to Vegapunk's old control room to monitor the situation, even though he doesn't want to even be in there because he hates Vegapunk that much. <clears throat> and this is the moment where we learn about Yet another reason why Caesar really deserves to be punched very, very hard. Yes, no surprise, it was not Dr. Vegapunk who poisoned all of these soldiers and made them lose their ability to use their legs. It was Caesar. This is He's such an ass. Face. I couldn't, who could have seen this one coming? And I he sure has didn't. the gall. To pretend he was their savior. He's such an ass. He really is. A lot of gall. A lot of gall, this guy. A lot of gall. Mm. And now he's going to open up more vents and let uh, Land of the Dead into, you know. And there are uh, many moments where it's like, how are they even getting away from this gas? It seems to be everywhere. Plot convenience. More or less. <laughs> Definitely. That's all, that's all it is. Definitely. I mean, there's that moment where uh, the G, G5 guys throw Tashigi so she doesn't get caught up in the smog. And they're like, no, my man. Spoiler alert. They're all fine. This stuff doesn't actually kill anyone. Caesar's even a con man in this regard. But it was awesome with them posing with the thumbs up, though. I was like, oh, that did yep. take a little heart. I was like, yep. oh. Yeah. These guys are doofuses, but they're kind of bros, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They, they got big hearts. Yeah. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. But it's time for Luffy versus Caesar, the final round, which goes pretty fast, honestly. Very. <laughs> very fast. Very, very. satisfying. Yes, very satisfying. <laughs> Seeing Caesar get his butt kicked is worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. For sure. Everybody gets out of the building away, the safe route. You know, they're all fine. Uh, the, the sad facility has been destroyed. Things are looking good, but there is one crucial moment where... Uh, Doflamingo's being informed of all of this and he tells Monet alright Monet you know what you have to do you have to destroy the whole facility die for me and she fully agrees to this she's ready to hit the button and destroy everything kill everyone and then Caesar pulls out the heart that he thinks is smokers you know just a little petty attempt to get back at them, even though he's in such a terrible state. And what does he do? He stabs Monet's heart, and she dies instantly. Yes, yeah, she does. Don't even get to push the button. Nope. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> to which Law oh, says, hey, I just returned the heart to him. It's, yeah. I was just being thoughtful. <laughs> that was funny when you said hey, when you do good things yeah. <laughs> the karma comes back to you it's true <laughs> it, it is true 
Well, Del Flamingo's not too happy that uh, things are looking real bad and Caesar may end up getting taken away. He's already sent two of his assassins, uh, Baby Five and Buffalo. And Baby Five's kind of fun, but oh, gosh, Buffalo. Buffalo is a man that exists. Uh, is he a man? He's a thing that exists. <laughs> He's a he is a male. I will give you that. <laughs> Airmail. Airmail. Uh, yes. Airmail. Yeah, he's he's obnoxious. But Baby Five's yes. got a like really cool power. She can make weapons out of her body. Yeah, her look. A very good this. good opponent for Frankie. Oh nice yeah, now that was fun. Frankie's also just some, entertaining. She yeah. is. I like. All right, you get a lot more of her stick in Dress Rosa. Yes, but just the, yeah, the little bits. Do. The little bits that we've gotten so far is like she can't say no when she thinks somebody needs her. They and need I, me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that So <gasps> any old me. schlub could propose to her, She's and she'll she'll accept. Now, <laughs> to Doflamingo's credit. Well, he doesn't have to kill them, much less the whole town in retaliation. But in order to keep her from these stupid marriages, he does, you know, take care of it. Yeah, he <laughs> like it's like serious overkill. But, yeah. you know, look who like, we're talking uh, about. You, 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 uh, <laughs> there were plenty of other options. Yeah, yeah but it's but Duffy. It's, he, he yeah, it's, it's Duffamingo. Yeah. Dofi, Mingo, you know. Mingo. Yeah. Mingo. Mingo. Bird guy. <laughs> bird guy. Bird yeah. What kind of kingdom man. could he run? Must be a bird, bird. kingdom. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Luffy. Oh, Luffy. <laughs> thank Luffy, you so much. Luffy is the best. <laughs> <sighs> Great logic, uh, you know. Makes I mean, perfect sense. He, he ain't wrong. No. Mm. There's some birds there. Uh, yes. uh, <clears throat> so now Doflamingo is on his way, air walking the whole way to Punk Hazard from Dress Rosa. Yeah, he's moving fast can, as shit. Yeah, he, he's like, real fast. He, he wants to get there. But he just misses him. He does. He does. Conveniently. But before that, we don't have time for a party like at the end of most arcs, but we do have a time for a nice big meal. It would Definitely. Be a I mean, you, you have to do eat. that. Kinemon yeah. and Momonosuke reunite. Oh, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's precious. And they have that moment where. Uh, He's refusing the food, and Kinemon says, no, it's good food. I know that you've suffered a long time. We can eat this. <laughs> Sonya was about to end that kid. Oh, yeah. He was. He the little kid up and said, look here. <laughs> look here, you, you spill that food. You're going to eat this damn food. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he's also very conscientious. like, you haven't eaten for a long time. Start with the soup. Yes. He was nice. <laughs> Kinemon's like, I don't care it. how long it's been since I haven't eaten. I'm eating all of this. 
It, man, Kenny Ma, he sat down so quick and started eating. Said, Forget yep. all that. I'm going to eat. <laughs> A samurai <laughs> will start eating now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anybody else catch? Uh, well, there there was a well, Kinemon with his uh, knowledge of things as as he has, you know, he he compares uh, devil fruit powers and uh, technology to various things like ninpo and uh, magic. Mm. Nimpo. Oh, I uh, I see where mm. he's coming from, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> the breastband woman, as he says, could be a ninja. That's what he said. And he <laughs> also called he, he he called Robin a courtesan. Like what? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I don't know why you would call her that here, no but. Idea. These are uh, these are these are things that I noticed while uh, re-experiencing this arc, <clears throat> among wrong. other things. <laughs> oh yeah, I I noticed uh, certain things in this arc that I was like, hmm, things that Maybe. come up in that come up in later arcs. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, not to spoil, but spoil anything, but. When Kinemon uh, kept kicking that dragon, he just kept kicking and kicking the dragon. You felt like it was overkill. Hmm. Keep yeah. that in. Keep that in mind. <laughs> he seems to have a disagreement with dragons. Hmm. Something about dragons. Which is pretty awkward now that it's you know now that Momonosuke can turn <laughs> into one. Yes. And pretty. Then, o- pretty. <laughs> And then something that Sanji asked, well, it's something he observed. He was, uh, when he was watching Momonosuke and Kinemon, he said, he's like, I wonder what they've been through. Yeah. Like, oh, buddy. We will learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I also, don't fully know. <laughs> they also made a certain reaction to a certain name. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, You're like, you okay? Yeah. Uh, yes, it's nothing. Yes. Mm. Yeah, when they mention a certain somebody, they, you know, they started freaking out. My so. gosh, Oda. Mm-hmm. So many seeds. <laughs> so, so much foreshadowing that Oda does. And it's just so like, So much oh, foreshadowing. Oh, okay. So that's oh. why I like. <laughs> so it's just, even though Punk Hazard is, you know. Leading up to the big old dress rosa, he he, you know, Oda did still gives you a little bit of things to be like, hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have the awkward moment where the pirates and the marines are like, okay, well, we uh, we don't hate you, but we can't stay friends, yeah. <laughs> Luffy was so confused. He was like, (laughs) "Yeah, because Luffy was like, we were just, we were just eating together, so now we're not friends anymore." (laughs) Luffy's like, "If I share food with you, we are friends." Oh, (laughs) boy! And he takes it to heart. Mm -hmm. Trust me. (laughs) You know the the G five guys are like, you know, 
they do appreciate the straw hats, but they realize they're, you know, in a in a predicament. Yeah. yeah, they're just like we have we have to say bad things. We have to think of them this way because we just have to. We have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The smokers grilling law a little bit, like, are you sure you should be teaming up with straw hat of all people? And Law's like, Yeah, well, who's really using who, I think. <laughs> I mean, fair points. Yeah, fair point. Because I was like, I want to take down Kaido. And Luffy's like, I'm going to take down all four emperors, but not Shanks first. Yeah. (laughs) As long as it's not not Shanks Shanks first, it's all right. Yeah. Like, not Shanks. He's going to save the Shanks for last. Yes. Shanks. Yeah. Luffy's uh, very ambitious. I did notice that Monet... uh, when she was dying, said that Doflamingo will be king of the pirates. Like, oh. Okay. I don't know if he's really all that interested in that. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. All right. Whatever. He's not going to be king of the pirates. Luffy is. Caesar's minions that eventually realize he is a total dick. Yes. (laughs) Are like, look at that. Your captain's running away. And Usopp's like, you don't know my captain at all. Oh, yes, honey. Who stops it? Let me tell you something. <laughs> what you not finna do? Talk about Luffy like that. Not my cat. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, they sent Usopp to find some sea prison handcuffs, but didn't they just, like, get rid of some of those? <laughs> Why do they need more? Honey, I don't. <laughs> that's, that's whatever. It was cool when Usopp shot him at Caesar. <laughs> Yes, yes, it was. That was that was good. That was a great, great moment for Usopp and for Nami. Yeah, for them Usopp to both to come and, through. Right Usopp there. and Nami had some had some good moments here. You love to see it. Yes, you do. You do love to see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really liked that moment where initially Nami didn't like the idea of letting the kids go with the Marines, but she has a conversation with Tashigi and later she and Usopp are talking about it. She's like, you know, I think it's going to be all right. There's just something about talking with a lady sailor that puts me at ease. And Usopp's like, Oh yeah, your mom was a Marine. Oh, it's true. Uh, oh, Bellamere. Mm, Bellamere. Mm. One of the good ones. She was. She's one of the good ones. Be a good Marine. Yeah. Hmm. They exist. Somehow. Yep. Yes. So they leave, but they also leave a a snail phone with Baby Five and Buffalo, who are all chopped up. (laughs) <laughs> because Law has a message for Doflamingo. And to sum it up, it's you can have Caesar back, but you have to denounce yourself as one of the warlords. Go back to being a normal pirate. Yes. Yeah, I can just hear. You can just see the vein. Yeah, I oh, can see the vein good. and yes. I can hear the vein. Oh, yes. Doflamingo smiles all the time when he's not smiling. 
Oh boy. It's scary. It's very scary. <laughs> and that vein starts popping up in his forehead. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah. So it's a good thing they beat feed because they do not want to deal with him. On the other hand, I've been thinking about this. If they had stayed and fought Doflamingo there at Punk Hazard. Well, they would have gotten destroyed. It, no, it would have been way easier. Really? Well, I guess it would have just been him. Well, yeah. I mean, Luffy just ate. Oh, Law yeah. also just ate. They're both in decent enough condition to fight. I mean, compared to you know, how it eventually happens, this mm-hmm. seems like it would be a way more manageable fight, and Doflamingo wouldn't have nearly as many cards to play. That's yes, true. He wouldn't have nearly and as Smoker's many allies. there, too. Yes, because that, cause it's a lot of moving parts uh-huh. once they get to Dressrosa. And then we would have we would have avoided a whole lot of trouble in Dress Rosa. I mean, they still have to go. They still got to destroy the factory and, and stuff. Yeah. But because that's all part of the plan, they've gotten rid of the the factory that produces the sad. Now they got to get rid of the factory that took the sad and produced the fruits, yeah. which is in Dress Rosa, which is the thing that produces the fruits that Joker then sends to Kaido. Yes. So he can have his whole animal army. Yeah. Animal army. Yes. <laughs> Gee, that filler villain would get along real well with Kaido. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I mean, well, he maybe. Parties to sale. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and talk about that right now. <laughs> That guy was such a jobber. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so after this so arc, after this arc, they did a three-episode filler arc where Caesar gets taken by uh, Reed. He he has the pet pet fruit that allows him to control animals and people. He can also control people. He just generally doesn't like people because like they try to give us kind of a a glimpse into his whole deal by showing that he was on a pirate crew and they're like, you don't understand other people. It's like, this, <laughs> this makes me feel nothing. I don't just, what is this? I don't care. <laughs> Among the animals that he controls is actually the, the Kung Fu Dugong from Alabasta who lost to Luffy in a fight way back when, and has been training ever since. And, uh, apparently, this Kung Fu Dugong recognized Luffy in the paper and drew the X on his stomach, you know, as a as a tribute to Luffy. That but was so didn't, sweet. Didn't immediately recognize Luffy when he meets him again. <laughs> sure, it's mm-hmm. filler writing. Who cares? Yeah, it's filler, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was nice to see him fun. though. It was fun to see a dugong again. It was yeah. fun to see a dugong. And he has his whole crew. They're like he has a crew. It's so sweet. Sea creatures that are going on an adventure. And dude, these sea creatures went from Alabasta to the New World? Yes. That's insane. Proud that is of insane. them. So proud of them. I mean, granted, they don't have to worry about not being able to swim. But <laughs> no, they don't. But still, it's a it's a very treacherous journey. I mean, so, even uh, if you can swim, there's these things called sea kings. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. 
And, you know, they may not mess with you all that often, but they do get hungry. Yes. Yes. And all these creatures are food. <laughs> they are. Chain. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. Well, well, well done, Kung Fu Dugong and company. You, you really braved those waters. That's impressive. Yeah, and they had a boxing octopus. That's <laughs> they got me. Where the hell did y'all find him? That is and like, crazy. like a and a judo. Wasn't it a judo penguin? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and a capybara. All kinds of good shit, and and a whole lot of sea lappins. <laughs> Like, yeah. hey, it's those lapins, you know, like on Drum Island. Remember that, Luffy? Oh, yeah, Chopper, but these are different. And Laws are like, they're sea lapins. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love... <laughs> you gotta love Luffy. Oh, okay. One of, one of my favorite <laughs> moments in this stupid little arc is when Robin's like, huh, Law, Luffy, and Chopper are all getting into that little submarine... But they all have devil fruit powers, so if anything happens, they're at the mercy of the sea. And Usopp's like, cut it out, Robin. Yeah. You're, Robin you're is going to be it. Robin. You're jinxing it, Robin. Law calls Ro- Usopp nosy. <laughs> yep. Ro- yep. Robin's going to be Robin, and that was funny when Law Robin called gonna, Usopp Robin nosy. Gonna Robin. Robin yeah, Robin's going to Robin. Gonna Robin. <laughs> Robin's gonna Robin. <laughs> I am thoroughly. I mean, they they take care of this guy pretty easily. Also, another instance of lobby. Like, actually, I'm not under control or anything. I'm, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> I still use my powers. Again, again. I swear. In that second episode, it doesn't even look like he's wearing the collar. But in the third episode, he's wearing it again. So that's just a that's just an error. But all it takes is apparently earplugs, and yeah, then this guy's. It powers just don't work mm-hmm. but we did have some kind of pull at your heartstrings moments where the kung fu dugong's like please don't hurt them please yeah oh yeah. he was guy put up a fight and luffy's like come on i told you how to throw a good punch oh bam right i was like oh no luffy dies at sea sure toey sure Sure they do. Yeah. (laughs) They are not going to get dead. Okay. But but did you notice there's no to be continued? (laughs) Not at all. At least on the Toonami broadcast. Mm -hmm. Though the next episode also didn't have a to be continued on the Toonami broadcast. So I don't know what's with that. Yeah. One Piece keeps doing this. It's like, oh, somebody dies. Like, do they really, though? Do they? They don't. No. They don't. (laughs) Goku's dead. Yeah, Goku Typical. and Naruto die in the next episode of... of uh, Toei. Ah, I do remember that filler episode of Naruto that had a title something like Naruto Dies was like one of the best rated episodes. My dang. <laughs> at, at, least, at least in that year, which was admittedly when Naruto was kind of cooling down for for Cartoon Network, but mm. I digress. It's still... It's, it's just funny to... <laughs> people really tune in for that episode, I guess. And then we're thoroughly disappointed that that it wasn't, uh, it was not as advertised. Yeah. Yeah. No, Luffy's fine because, again, Law had nothing controlling him. He was totally fine. Yeah. (laughs) All he needed was earplugs. (laughs) That was pretty funny with her trying to talk to Breed. And Luffy's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I got earplugs in. What'd you say? I I wasn't paying attention. 
I, don't I can't hear you. What you say? What's happening? <laughs> Lassie? Timmy fell down a well? <laughs> I'll give this guy some credit. He was smart enough to uh, capture Chopper first. <laughs> that Aww. definitely made it a lot easier. Oh, my gosh, this guy. He's a regular Elmira. <laughs> yes. My oh, little, my my little <laughs> Chappie. Uh, his name isn't Chappie. <laughs> Chopper own. rips off that terrible hat, and it's got his normal hat underneath. Yep. Yeah. You didn't take the other hat off. I admittedly no, that might be just... difficult because like the the antlers are like through the hat. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope. <laughs> oh, uh, there, there, there were some some moments when uh, Chopper was given law a hard time, and I was like, "Is this is this retribution <laughs> <laughs> for things that happened at Puck Hazard?" Yes. The chopper keychain. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing Chopper's around, of course, because he can talk to talk with the animals. With yes. The animals. He's the good old translator uh, for the animals. It's like, oh, I will show you my true power. I will use my power on myself, which enhances my strength for some reason. Okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He we'll didn't he didn't make any sense. And yeah. then his powers just kind of stop being as effective on the animals. I'm like, willpower, cool. <laughs> I guess. I am thoroughly convinced that the whole reason that this little arc exists was somebody really wanted to make Law act like a dog. <laughs> okay. They want him to sit, roll over. Shake. <laughs> Shake, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they wanted that for Luffy, too, but specifically Trafalgar Law. Yeah. That is definitely somebody's fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Those animators, I mean, they never see their families. <laughs> <laughs> this show oh. never takes an extended break. No. Bless <laughs> and you really feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you really feel it a lot of times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially during Fishman Island and Punk Hazard and Dress Rosa. Oh, Dress Rosa. You're gonna oh, you're definitely boy. gonna feel it. Oh yeah. So no surprise they get Caesar back. They have to, otherwise the plot can't move forward. It cannot. <laughs> So let's get back to the tail end of Punk Hazard now, because it's going to be a slightly more satisfying way to finish the conversation. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be a, a significantly more satisfying way than that that filler arc, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doflamingo shows up. He starts wrecking the G5 people. He, you know, he pins down Smoker pretty quickly and things are looking bleak. He's not happy at all, of course. And who would show up but the Iceman? Yeah. <laughs> Kuzan is here. He is no longer an admiral. And everybody's nope. kind of wondering what his whole deal is. And he's like, I'm just me. <laughs> Basically, I'm just literally, he's, I'm just he's chilling. Just, he's just chilling. <laughs> literally. Literally, yes. Literally. With, a, with, a, with, a, with a penguin. You might say yeah. that he's just here because he's cool. 
That's that right. <laughs> Unlike those Yeti brothers, they weren't very. They cool. weren't very cool. But this they guy, this guy, this guy cool. he's one cool customer. He is. Great. But he, you know, he still uh, feels some obligation to pass important information along. So he's, he's telling Smoker, "All right, you should inform uh, uh, Akainu about all this stuff, and you know." set everything up and uh, this could be a serious problem with Don Quixote Flo Flamingo so mm-hmm. yeah, he's like tell that bitch of a fleet out <laughs> tell that bitch I said she might want to saddle up yeah <laughs> things could get bad yeah and he ain't wrong no he ain't wrong big Mm-mm. big shakeups. Big shakeups coming. So they asked Do Flamingo to step down as a warlord, and you may not understand all that that entails, but his uh, immunity that he has as a warlord is pretty much the only reason that he can stay as the king of Dressrosa. So if he steps down as a warlord, he also has to give up the throne of Dressrosa and, you know, <laughs> severely cut back on his influence all around. Yeah, especially with the underground. Yeah. His so, underground clearly, going on. he really doesn't want to get on Kaido's bad side because he will go to all this length to get uh, Caesar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be on Kaido's bad side either, so I understand. No, 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 I don't think I <laughs> Who would. Who was? Luffy. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. There's, Luffy. A, there's, there's yeah. pretty much a whole freaking kingdom that doesn't want to do that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. There are none. Oh. Only there is someone, some opposition, but not much. Only someone nah. as dumb as Luffy would want to do that. <laughs> uh, that's my captain. That's my yes. captain. Oh, captain, yes, my, my captain. captain. <laughs> my captain. It's on Netflix yeah. tweeting. <laughs> what would Luffy do? And I'm like, what wouldn't Luffy probably do? the most nonsensical thing you can think of? Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, he, he's just gonna bust up in there. That's what he's gonna do. And the voice actor of, of Yamato <laughs> responded, You people don't know this show at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh, okay, fair. Ne- Netflix's social media team, probably not. Uh, no, but they... the people that actually made the Netflix One Piece. They know their stuff. Hell yes, they did. They, they did some really cool things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. No, but it's not perfect, but it's damn good. More than serviceable. Just, yes. just astonishingly good for how bad it could have been. Oh, it yes. Could, I, could have better been than so I bad. ever could have dared hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah, same. I could not have imagined it turn out this well. Yes. I can actually recommend it fairly openly to lots of people. As would I. Yes. And there are a lot there are lots of people now that have now gotten 
a little interested in the anime now. I love it when you finish it. It's like next episode and it just goes to the anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, you finished. Here you go. Here's more. It's not all like, right, oh, you finished you the abridged like... version. Now uh, try the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> try like, the oh, hard you stuff. You may like this. It's like, oh, here's the next episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's but a I'm, lot. Yeah, but I'm glad that it actually got people somewhat interested in one, you know, in one piece. It's, because, it's of course, you see. a wider margin of people, yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you, you know, people know, like, right now, you know, the anime's like 1074. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. Five. Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, I'm not going to watch all that. And slightly you know. more chapters than that in the manga. Oh, yes. Is... So, uh, it's I'm a, it's it's a tall ask. I mean, honestly, is. as much as we love One Piece, I think we can all agree that the. Even the early episodes of East Blue are not the best first impression. It is not. That's how come a lot of people, like, uh, they like, like question like competently uh, made. The pacing mm -hmm. is pretty good, especially compared to more wow. modern times. But yes, it yeah. you know it's 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 really cartoony. It's mostly silly. Mm -hmm. it's just a tougher pill to swallow. And then you think this has over a thousand episodes. Yeah. Like people are like, y'all, <laughs> I always try and get people really like to this? try to commit through Arlong. That's what I always used to do. Cause you make it through Arlong and you don't like it. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Um, if now, you don't like it after Arlong, you're probably never going to like it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. At this point, I'm just going to tell people try out the Netflix show. And if you like it, Give the anime a go. It's going to be a rough start, but it'll get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, I recommend that too. Like, hey, the first, and just say, hey, you know, this is, One Piece can be a little bit of a slow burn, you know, at the beginning, but just stick with it if you can. And then, you know, it does get, it does get really good. My standard advice <laughs> yeah. is to do an arc at a time. Early on, the reason I say yes. go through Arlong Ideally, you get through the East Blue because that's like fifty-two episodes. Yes, that's a long anime for something that's not shown in Jump. But if you can mm -hmm. make it, if you if you can commit to that, uh, stop, take a break, watch something else. Yes, come back to it. Do Alabasta. Stop, take a break, do something else. Keep going, and if you're really on fire and it really catches you, sure, go nuts. But One Piece is best done arc by arc. And I yes. think that helps with the the length because honestly, every arc is almost a different show. Yes, a lot of times, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's over there yeah. there are continuing threads, but generally speaking, it's its own thing. Yeah, just get through the arc, like you said, take a break. Mm -hmm. And one good thing is that filler arcs are only like two three episodes. So yeah, you're you're except you are not on. gonna yeah yeah the, <laughs> but, the Millennium but yeah, but, Dragon yep <laughs> but for the for the most part the filler Abbas. episodes you're not uh. gonna get like ten filler episodes it's gonna be just a few and then we're gonna go to the next arc so uh so that's one another good thing is like filler is filler is just like a few episodes. short pretty short very short. Uh, early on, like, you know, there's there's that. There's the Rainbow Mist, although I actually like that one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, yeah, you get a boss Luffy every once in a while. Ah, I like boss Luffy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I'd be like that, too. I'm not gonna lie, boss Luffy. <laughs> the timing on it was bad for me. I'm like, oh my god, what just happened? I need to... Oh, that was hardcore. Why don't we do something silly? No, I need yes. to know what happened. Why All right, that's fair. We're going to throw Boss Luffy in here for a couple episodes. <laughs> then let's get back. Then let's yeah. get back to the shit. Yeah, that, that can be annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean... Totally understandable. That, yeah, Boss Luffy's fine. It's silly, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the placement was unfortunate. I, it was I will grant you that. Though. That's the problem. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, that was pretty hard. Why don't we do something else? I'm like, no, why don't we not? Yeah, how about we just keep going? No, you're going to get boss looping. I literally skipped it and went back to it later. <laughs> the advantage of fair, I mean, that is also an option. That is also an option, too. If you don't want to watch those, you know, you can skip them this time. It is yeah. time. Don't worry. The recap of the next episode will clue you in on any important details that might have been, like, mixed in with the filler yeah i promise you'll be fine (laughs) which they did a little bit of that with uh with how punk hazard wraps up this little arc and then coming back to canon yeah they did did a little bit of that yeah it's 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 all right it's all right so yeah we're we're staring down the barrel of Dress Rosa, and it is going to be a long journey. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it is. is. It is. And I, ooh, I'm hoping, and I'm wondering how Toonami is going to do it. If they do air Dress Rosa, because, you know, um, I wonder if they're going to do one episode or if they're going to do two. But either way, it's go, it goes. No, it's, it's gonna two be for now, shit. and let's hope that it stays that way. Uh, yes, I would uh, like for them to take a, uh, a page out of my personal book and just do like a marathon of new episodes sometime. It's yeah. not like I we wish. don't. It's not like we we have a ton of things going on and we can't oh, spare the right. time. Yeah, give us a night of One Piece premieres every once in a while. Come on, do it, do it. Yes, this is just like you have a have a ton of episodes. Do so, it every once in yes. a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. You don't need to do it all the time. Just, you know. No. Every once in a while, be like, it's One Piece night, everyone. Let's go. Yeah, because even even doing it like once a month would be, would help with moving it along, but I don't think they're going to do that. No, because, they're not going to. They probably won't do that. I've been doing that with my crew, with my people I'm showing it to. We And we are in Dressrosa on the other end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. with my my local friends i watch my um i show my one piece sets too um mm-hmm. two weeks ago we just went through a whole book about six episodes of dressrosa uh foo boy things are getting spicy in there yeah it's it's gonna be quite the journey and we will i don't know pro- probably talk about it like 10 to 12 episodes at a time depending <laughs> Like, if they keep the double episodes going for a little while, then maybe we'll do, like, 20 episodes at a time. But mm-hmm. we'll see. There's a you lot know. that yeah, but happens. Whatever it's, feels it's right. all we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Dressrosa, I really... Dressrosa is one of my favorite arcs. Same. So. Uh, it's very consequential. Um, it's up yes. there with Alabasta and Water mm-hmm. 7 in terms of 
the impact <laughs> to the story, it's a big Oh, one. yes. Yes. To me, it's like Alabasta cranked to 11. Yes! Yeah. Uh, yes. Alabasta, for the longest time, was my favorite arc. So that's one of the reasons I really, really, really like uh, Dressurosa. Mm. Fair. Fair. So the, the Punk end. Hazard arc. I think we uh, collectively agreed that it is the Thor Ragnarok of One Piece arcs. <laughs> it is. It's that's definitely... a good thing. It's, um, and yeah. I said this last time, but I really did, when I saw Punk Hazard the first time, it quickly became my favorite arc because it's it's One Piece condensed into such a small, short package, but everything you love about One Piece in a small, quick, fun arc. It's great. Uh, it's not super consequential, although it does have some consequences. But it's fun. No, it's tremendously consequential. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the way it... This is setting up for Dressrosa and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's setting up. It is setting up It's literally. It's, it's literally setting up everything after this. It's a building it, yeah, it is. that everything like... is built upon, but it's not like, oh, hey, guys, remember uh, those all those things that you dealt with uh, in... in, in uh, Punk Hazard? No. No, we don't really care. But uh, without it, you don't go anywhere else that does anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, prob- probably the most key thing is, you know, taking down Caesar's operation and Luffy and Law forming an alliance. Hey, by the way, some other pirates formed an alliance. The the uh, kid on air and Hawkins pirates. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and all this I'm is say, a significant detail. I was just about to say, oh my gosh, that is that alliance <laughs> is just it's one of those like, hey, please remember this alliance. Keep that in your back pocket. It is damn sure gonna come back up in a big mm. way. <laughs> in a very big way. Just keep that in your little pocket. Laughs in Wano Watcher. <laughs> I need to get there. I need to get there so bad. Yeah, I was... Oh, man. Seeing how that began and where it goes. Yes. Dang, man. Yes, I am... Dang. I'm, yes, I am sitting every Saturday night waiting Rather for upsetting. the new episode to um, to upload. <laughs> yeah. Watching Wano. <laughs> And I gotta catch like, back up with my dub and then wait for my dub. That's what I gotta do. Yes, dub getting um, there. It's in the, it's in the thousands now. It is. I'm so proud of the dub for that. And uh, they've been they've been they cranking it for years. Up. Yeah, because I was like, holy like, shit! Practically yeah. up to the simulcast. At this I was point. gonna say at this point it may become a simuldub. Like and less I'm, than a year. I would love it if they just have simuldub One Piece. I would absolutely love it. Yeah, that would. That be is like an a, insane proposition. Yes. It could actually happen. Yeah, without they were fast talking or, about they're dubbing, back, yes. Back when they were dubbing um Thriller Bark, back before Funimation slowed down, they were talking about trying to catch all the way up and then simul dubbing. They said, Oh, we're not sure if this is gonna happen. It's something we might like to do. And the way they're acting now, it's like, oh, this could actually happen now. Yeah, because Toei's like, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're going. <laughs> I am so <laughs> glad Toy took over. Uh, Funim- I, I, I love the Funimation production dub, but they gave up on it, and they really hated that they did that, and I'm so glad that Toy kept it going. Yep. Yeah, it's, it'll be awesome. It, it really has just been be awesome. really nice to... 
It's a great time to be a One Piece fan. We've got it the, is the best time. It to is be the a best One Piece time. Fan. I have been a One Piece fan for twenty some odd years. At least now. in the U.S. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the dub is is firing on all cylinders. We got a Netflix show that's actually good. And yes. Crazy things are happening. The internet's blowing up over certain meme meme moments in the manga and the anime. Yeah, I couldn't ask for better. I couldn't. It's beautiful. wonderful. It is wonderful. We've come a long, long way from Yayo Yayo. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, man. I still He's like made that, rubber. How did that happen? Yo, Yo ho, ho, we took a bite of gum gum. gum. <laughs> I, mean, I still like that poor kid. It rag, lives like... in our heads forever. It really, yes. it really it does. does. It's like, yes. look, look, I liked their version of We Are that they were thinking of using, but... All right, Alcon, you were right. The the rap was a good choice. Yes, the rap. It, it is the it, one thing of that. It lives title. on. It is the yes, one thing that lives on. Yes, it, it, it definitely. That and the unfortunate spelling of Zoro's name in the manga. Doc, got it. Yeah, the worst part is they had it right first, and then they they changed it. And then they changed it, and they're like, "Well, we're not going back." But why not? Why? It's terrible. <laughs> why would you do that? You should have stuck to your guns. It's very annoying every time I read the manga. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I don't read the manga. It's like I know, I know, I can just swap it in my head, but I can't. It's up there with it's just, uh, Jin. just so annoying. It's up there with Jin Boo. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have anything to say about the Punk Hazard arc of One Piece or, you know, anything else involving One Piece or anything else, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunamifaithfulpodcast and on Twitter at tsunamipodcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, and TuneIn. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. Yumiko, tell us where they can find you. I am on the Twitters at BLU underscore temptation.com. And you can also read my reviews and editorials on ToonamiFaithful.com. All right. Laser, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at LaserKidPrime. You can find my uh, Tsunami Focus tutorials right here on Tsunami Faithful. And you can frequently find me guesting on V-Lord's many podcasts that I meme to do the existence of the V-Lord podcast universe. Be <laughs> careful what you say on podcasts, people. Even if you're joking, it can become reality. It's true. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984 and on Blue Sky, also Sketch1984. And I'll do it for this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. We always appreciate your listenership. Be sure to share with your friends. Maybe they'll enjoy it too. And until next time, we're punching out. The One Piece stuff! It's real!
following conversation includes some mild spoilers for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and future arcs of One Piece. So I was posing the question online because I, uh, I was trying to get an opinion on uh, what is the MCU movie that is important to watch but doesn't really stand alone on its own other than, you know, obviously Infinity War and Endgame are their own own beast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd actually say Thor 2. Yeah. I was thinking that, but not enough stuff of importance happens in Thor 2. Mm-mm. Well, that's true. Debatably. Uh, then maybe Avengers 2. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Either Age of Ultron or Civil War. Uh, so, Civil War is pretty big in the, and it, uh, in and of itself and in the thing, so I would actually not include that mm-hmm. one. Age of Ultron, then. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I liked it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying to make an MCU comparison to Punk Hazard. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You want the <laughs> punk hat? You want the punk like, hat? Oh, now God. I see what you're trying to do. If yeah. you're trying to do the okay. punk hazard of the MCU, I would uh, actually go with. Um, I wouldn't go with Thor two then. No, I, would I wouldn't either. No, would, not Thor two. And I wouldn't even go with Avengers two. Uh-uh. Um, I would go with. Maybe to me, maybe Captain Marvel. Mm, maybe. Uh, maybe that that one is even less. That that one would be like. Uh, that one would be like one of the filler arcs. I'm sorry. I was just about to say, will that be filler? Okay. That would be the filler episode <laughs> we're going to talk about. That's what that one is. <laughs> That's filler. Uh, okay, oh, I'm thinking. Oh, I know what it is. It's uh. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Fra- uh, yes, Thor Fraggle Rock is... That's <laughs> because if you don't have, have Thor Ragnarok, you don't have the Infinity War. Because, well, I mean, you do, but you don't have Loki dying in Infinity War. You don't have that whole thing there. So it sets everything up for Infinity yes. War. But it doesn't actually do anything other than, like, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's a lot of great... It's, but it doesn't actually... And it, 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 but in terms of the overall MCU, it, it just gets our characters to where they need to be. That's all it yes, does. Yes, because mm. yeah, because at the end of uh, Fraggle Rock is basically uh, Thanos pulling up. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. That's so. No, and that's, if you want, if you want the Thanos pulling up instead of dress instead of <laughs> instead of Don Quixote to Flamingo. Like. Yeah, just back I'm actually his ass through the air and, this you know. It's a Thor Ragnarok because, like, you got you got Thor like the, the the Hela and the whole Asgard stuff. None of that matters to go going on to the MCU and things going forward. But no. you know, Ragnar- uh, the Asgards are destroyed and everything. But it, it sets things up like the first minute of uh, uh, of uh, Infinity War plays you know plays into it just like you know. The you know first couple minutes of uh, Dressrosa, you know you you got Caesar, yeah. yeah. But it, it we don't really care about most of that. Mm. And uh, well, I'll I'll save this for the pod, but I'll uh, it's certain things that I've noticed in Punk Hazard 
that got is a little foreshadowy when it comes to Wano. Oh, that I've noticed. I'll have to come back to it when I actually get to Wano. I'm still on whole cake. Whole cake is so great. I, I need to catch up, but it's just so much. Yeah, it wish, is. It's a, it's a big. They... It's a big cake. Yeah, I love cake. Yes, and literally a big cake in whole cake. <laughs> More than one. Oh yeah. Oh, she was so pissed. Okay, I'm sorry. Talking about Big Mom now. <laughs> Mm. Oh gosh, that oh. might be the comparison. Though I do kind of feel like Age of Ultron's not a bad comparison. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it... either one really depends on what you're trying to do. Mm. I li- I like the Fragger Rock one better because, uh, <laughs> like I said, just because of how it ends and how you it takes mm-hmm. us to. Yeah. You know, that's why I something was, bigger. That's why I was suggesting it, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And oh, I'm yeah. gonna and I'm gonna keep calling it Fraggle Rock. I've never called it, <laughs> ever since they announced it. I've called it Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down to Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. It's not nearly as fun as Fraggle Rock, though. No. Come years away, worries for another day. Another day. Let the music play. Music play. Down the right way. Worries for another day. Let the music play. Down at Fraggle Rock. Down at Fraggle Rock. And that's a podcast.